Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well then let's crank it up for uh, this is another session of Crypto You Say. Uh, and today is February the 7th, uh, 2023. And this is uh, Crypto Donnie. You, and blockchain Brandon. And Blockchain Brandon. Hey, hey what's, what's up? That, that's right. This is a, 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 a happy day in... Uh, uh, wherever we're at, <laughs> that's right. It's always a good day. Yep. You know, you know how I knew it was a good day this morning. I you woke, woke up. up. I woke up. <laughs> I know it's going to be a good day. Always. When that's any anytime. <laughs> that is right. And we and all my problems. Have, uh... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, we also have uh, Roxanne here with us. She's going to be our <laughs> guest in a little while. So welcome to the uh, show, Roxanne. Well, thanks. Great to be here. <laughs> good, good. And, and Roxanne has been here before. So this that's is really right. exciting. We actually have a guest that came back. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> <laughs> that must that's be right. Fun. That's right. Well, I think yeah, she's, the alum- she's our... She's the first alumni, maybe alumni. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> as, oh, cool! I got a title. <laughs> you got a title, Roxanne. This is good, so don't mess it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everybody's counting on you. <laughs> That's right. Well, Donnie, what's going well, on in the world of uh, crypto news? Have you uncovered anything in the last couple well, of the, weeks? It, or? Uh, well, yesterday I was looking. Uh, I kind of I like Coin Bureau guy. He uh, he does a lot of stuff. And yesterday he was talk. He he did his podcast on or his uh, video, I guess, on uh, uh, regulations and uh, kind of what and the Fed. He really he really was uh, uh, poking fun at the Fed because uh, uh, they're uh, they keep trying keep talking about regulations and keep trying to control. Uh, inflation by picking printing more money uh, and uh, like that's going to stop inflation so yeah yeah what a what a um, funny solution for an ongoing problem and it seems yep. like it's the same solution over and over and over and 
you know, the the people, the populace, yep, we just, oh, well, that's what they do, you know. Yep. Uh, Sometimes we need to stand up, right? <laughs> and take a yep. stand I, on all this craziness. But that's yeah, exactly what think we're that's, doing. Yeah, I think that's kind of where we're at right now, what's starting to happen with this. Because uh, he, he was talking about it looks like a lot of the different governments, you know, all of them are trying to figure out how to regulate crypto and blockchain and all of the sundry there. On the one hand, was the other hand, they're adopting it. Uh, but they exactly. want the, what, one of the statements he said is, you know, they don't want the train to leave the station before they get on like they have in the other technology <laughs> arena. And I thought, mm-hmm. boy, is that ever true? And, and he said, uh, and, and the big arena is this, is the new AI. And uh, uh, artificial he was talking intelligence? About, yeah, yeah. And he said that AI technology is a deflationary force and a de- and deflation. And when they impact the money stream, well, then the, that causes debt to become more expensive. And the government, that's the last thing they want to happen because they got more debt than anybody on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so of course they're going to, they don't want anything to deflate. <laughs> they want to inflate. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because then their worthless money won't have to pay all that high interest rate on it. Mm. Yes. But that was kind of the main thing that. that I, the main thing that I ran across and I I think it kind of dovetails into what we're going to be talking to Roxanne about today, too, So, uh, uh, which I'm excited about. It's the, the second time to have her on here, and it's kind of because you and I have been having conversations about Spendthrift Trust, and, uh, uh, and so we wanted to pick her brain a second time around. Well, oh, definitely, definitely, and it is going to be great. And, and what's fun is when we talk about trust. We we try to say it fast five times, and it's really hard to say. But thank goodness, Miss <laughs> Roxanne is here, and uh, it's not about saying it; it's about implementing it into your um, estate, into your you know um, your um, you know. She'll tell you where it needs to go, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she, yeah. she does financial all the heavy lifting. <laughs> Do what? In your financial plan, yeah. In your yes. financial plan, there you go. So. I'm glad you said that word. We better say this right now. We are not financial planners. We, uh, by the sound of this one kicking off, you probably think they're not even crypto blockchain <laughs> planners. <either. laughs> but we do like to have fun and we like to laugh. And I tell you, I have a great time uh, doing what I do. Um, and um, But anyway, yeah, we're not financial planners. We don't offer financial advice. This is just, you know, we're trying to provide our listeners with education, you know, different platforms, different things that they could do uh, potentially if they do more due diligence and, uh, you know, check it out for themselves. But uh, we try to bring quality to this show. And uh, I do believe we're going to have some quality today because I'm excited to have another refresher course because it does feel like it's getting a lot closer uh, for myself and uh, several other people that I know uh, that really need to hear what we're going to hear today. So I'm excited too, Donnie. Yep. Roxanne, why don't you give us the, your basic uh, 
summary, I guess, statement again uh, over the Spendthrift Contract Trust. Is that the correct ter- terminology I use? Well, yes, it is a contract-based Spendthrift Trust, but it also has four other pillars besides just the Spendthrift provision, because the Spendthrift provision is what keeps it a, a really strong asset protection tool. But it's also, but it also works together with four other pillars that the trust has, which is that it's also non-grantor, irrevocable, discretionary, complex trust, and it takes all wow. of those together that make most of the taxes go away. So, <laughs> wow, nice, non-grantor, irrevocable, uh huh, irrevocable, complex, discretionary, spendthrift trust. Complex discretionary spendthrift trust. Wow, that is a. Uh, we need an acronym for that. <laughs> the, Nick, the NICDSPT, the Nick District. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, I can't is... help myself sometimes. I know. I know. And this is, yeah, that's. Just by saying the name probably uh, uh, makes most people get a little bit ill trying to figure all that out. But uh, I've, I've, I've gone through your book and I've looked on your website multiple times. So it's been really, I'm slowly starting to uh, put some of the pieces together. And uh, so talk a little bit about what that, that what makes this uh, such a unique act. Asset, uh, I guess, a, a house for our assets to go into, and because uh, one of the things I found interesting was that this came late, started out in the 1500s or 1600s, something like that. Well, the first concept for all of it came under King Henry VIII, and I believe 1633, um, wow. because the king was trying to seize the land of the wealthy. And of course, we don't have any of that going on in our country now at all. You know, there's a government. <laughs> no. you know? um, and so, but the, the wealthy got together and created these trusts to be able to put their land in them so that the king couldn't get them. And it worked. Um, at that point, it didn't have the kind of tax, you know, tax shelter that they have now. But, uh, but that was a way to, to keep things out of reach where the assets were protected in a really strong way. And so that's carried forward through all of these years. Uh, mm-hmm. And when I've mentioned this to different people, you know, uh, especially to CPAs, you know, they all just immediately say, oh, that's just an irrevocable trust. And yes, that's taxable. You, can't, you cannot get around taxes in America. And, uh, yeah, well, well, this trust actually incorporates IRS Code 643B, and with that, it clearly states that within a trust, extraordinary income is not deemed as taxable income, and extraordinary income is passive income tax, or, or passive income, and so what, you know, anything that's like an investment income, like what's probably interesting to some of your listeners is investments in crypto the what you your 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 proceeds and what you earn on that is all passive income and if it's owned inside of one of these trusts the taxes go away
now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm really getting excited now. So basically the trust can pay for 90% of all of your living expenses. And, you know, your, your, it can pay for your housing, your education, your transportation. You know, there's a few things it can pay for, but it pays for about 90% of a person's living and it pays right out of that money. That's the purpose of the trust. So it's not taxed. Wow. So when when you look at income, income generated, let's say like in our project, we not only have passive income and residual income sources, but we have, I guess, active income and in that we uh, are affiliates and make income that way. Is is that, can we also uh, put that into the trust or does that have to be considered a separate business or how is that well, type of... Uh... Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, there's actually yes. two two different strategies that in either one of them can work when someone has active income like that is that uh-huh. it, it needs to be self-employment income. But as long as it's yep. self-employment income, then that either, either the, the, this trust can own, you know, 80, 90% of the, uh, of the stock or, or private share of that particular company. And so then the money passes from that company into this trust, making it passive income. And so that just immediately set all off of the income. The other way is um, we also have a business trust. If some, you know, if the income bases are higher and there's higher liability to have to wipe out the liability, we also can use a business trust. And then, you know, the strategy is a little bit different, but again, it's passing that money through the business trust and into the beneficial trust there where it's passive income and the taxes go away. As long as the things are being used purposes, which means to take care of the beneficiary. Man, this, I think there's a few people that really are going to want to hear about this. So so on the setup and, and, and how that would, would work, um, I guess there's not necessarily a cookie-cutter approach. I mean, you have your guidelines, and, or the trust has its guidelines and what it can do. You basically would sit with a, a potential client and just kind of look at their situation and then uh, put together a plan, so to speak. Is that kind of the process or what, how does that work? Well, we first just kind of check with someone to be sh- and talk about their situation to be sure that the trust would be helpful. If it is, the trusts are actually produced by a legal firm that they created them almost 50 years ago and copyrighted them. And because all of the codes and everything that are written in there are in there for these tax advantages and the asset protection and, 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 you know, the estate protection that it all does, um, mm-hmm. what happens is there's just a few plug-in fields where we plug in a person's information. And then, you know, there's some indiv- individualized areas in the preparation that, that come in after the fact. But uh, as far as getting the trust in place, there's a simple application. They're pretty much just identifying who the parties are going to be, who's going to run the trust, who the beneficiaries are, and, uh, you know, and then they're created. And then, you know, then our, then we get with a dis- dis- distributor just to be sure that all the forms are done correctly to so that everything is protected. Wow. So, so the last time, if I recall, visiting Yours is is a um, yours is different. 
I want to say better, but I don't want to say better because I don't want to be prejudiced. But there's a you you made a comment of a government trust versus a contract trust. I remember that stuck out in my head. That most people, uh, most attorneys are are pushing the is it the government version and yours is the contract version? Is that am I right? Yes, that is correct. There's over a hundred different kind of trusts out there, but but 99% of those are all legislative, which means they've been created by the legislature. Now, what the government has created, the government can change the rules on, and, and mm. you know, they can pass, they can do whatever they want to. A contract mm. is based on contract law, and it predates the Constitution. And so it's a contract between two people, and the Constitution already secures the right to contract. And so the government can't even get into it unless fraud has been committed. That's what makes it such an airtight um, asset protection tool. If someone sued, they basically are going to get nothing that's inside of a trust like this unless there's been fraud committed. Wow. Wow. Pre Contract law predates the Constitution. Yes. Wow. So so if, if I, you know, I've been hopping along, you know, I pay my fair share, as they say, uh, I like to pay as little as I have to, you know, which we all do. <laughs> um, you try to use the tax code to your advantage, but I mean, you you got to basically be a rocket scientist. You've got to find someone who you could work with. And what I've noticed is, uh, you know, a lot of uh, CPA types, they just, they don't want to rock the boat. They just don't want you to get audited. So in the event I take advantage of this trust and all of a sudden, you know, they're knocking on my door. What happens then? Oh my gosh, I'm 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 getting audited. I've got this letter. Do I do I call Roxanne? Are you going to be in my phone, or is, is your law firm the group that puts it together? I mean, where's my help button? You know. Well, actually, the one thing I would say, our lead accountant has been doing taxes on these for 31 years. He's done t- okay. over 10,000 tax returns, and there's not ever been 10, one audited. Over 10,000 taxes, and they've never been audited. Because they don't have legislative oversight of these, unless there's something just absolutely glaring on these, they don't audit them. And so they're not going to win. Yeah. Yeah. And also, and then also, we have a team of accountants that have all been certified, and this is pretty much all they do is the tax returns on these trusts. And anytime someone comes in and works with us on a trust, we, you know, we provide them with the access to accountants that can help them do these, you know, the returns. Ah, well, that uh, takes that little notch off the list there. <laughs> Another check mark. <laughs> the pros, the cons. I'm getting some pros, Donnie. What are you, what are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, we were before, but uh, yeah, our project is coming along now so that uh, we are seeing that we are going to need this probably within 2023 uh, to get it in place. So when, uh, let's say, like if you're in a project like ours and and suddenly uh, our utility coin takes off and, you know, instead of being a two-tenths of a cent, it goes to $5 a coin. Uh, do we have, at what point is the optimum time to put this kind of trust in place? 
completely before anything happens or when it starts and is that the time or kind of how do we gauge when we should uh, have it in place? Well, it would be before you start to have a huge amount of taxes developing. Um, okay. And the thing, it would be within the year that that happens um, because okay. um, it, once you get into the next year, there's nothing you can do about pat taxes from the previous year. Um, but okay. within, within, okay. within a year where, you know, where you're starting to see massive gains, you know, you're getting to that point, you need to put it in place. Okay. Because basically, well, when you want to trust, you're going to sell all your assets into that trust. And, um, you know, and, and they're going to go in at the cost basis. And, you know, and, and so then what happens is now that it's owned by the trust, if you sell it from within the trust, all the gains are experienced by the trust. And the passive and passive mm. income are not credited to that trust. So. Okay, so the so sooner the better. Yeah. 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 That sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. That, I would okay. say this well, year is sense. our year. <laughs> that makes sense. And, that so, makes sense. and, and my, uh, and I don't, if, once I've done this, I don't really need to have my LLC anymore because everything I have is protect, protected in the trust. So uh, the covering I have from my LLC doesn't really, uh, that need to be in place when I have uh, this trust set up. Is that, would that be kind of correct? Well, that depends on whether you would elect to use a business trust or rather you want your beneficial trust to just own 80 to 90% of your LLC. Because um, it just depends on which strategy makes the most sense for you determining. I mean, there's a much lower tax liability using the, um, using the business trust and the, and the beneficial trust, they, those are the only time we've ever seen any audits has been when somebody's using their LLC, um, you know, as the owner on the trust. And the trust doesn't get audited, but the LLC must. Does, yeah. yeah. Oh, my, and my LLC really doesn't have any assets and it's just kind of a shell right now that I've worked under. Uh, but if I pull all of uh, my... Uh, uh, as all my income out, well, then there's really nothing left there. Okay. I think I'm answering my own question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's, that's one of the kind of things we would just visit with folks about is to, to see, you know, whether they need to put the business trust in place or whether they can just change some of the ownership on what they already have existing. And that's really more a discussion about liabilities and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Another kind I want to set up. I want to set up the kind like Donald Trump, because he doesn't pay taxes, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, want, well, I want his. <laughs> well, my my information is that Clintons have had these, and Rockefellers have had these, and um, you know there are other strategies that people use, other other kinds of things that you know offshore accounts, different things. But you you see, you know, Elon Musk and um, and some of the some of your strongest. Uh, you know, income earners in the world paying less than a percentage on their taxes. It's because they're using right. tools like this. So exactly, the the wealthy know what to do. They they're they're uh, it's kind of handed down. Uh, they they yeah. get uh, get advisors around them, and um, you know, I wasn't born into a wealthy family. We 
it was a good family when I was young. I didn't know we didn't have as much as we didn't have, <laughs> you know, I just didn't know. <laughs> and, uh, but it is kind of cool how, how this, in this new, um, <clears throat> you know, with the introduction of, of, you know, blockchain space, you know, the next new big thing with web 3.0 with, um, uh, uh, what was the other, the metaverse, Right. All mm-hmm. a lot of the experts are saying, you know, this is kind of where uh, back in the early 90s when when the Internet was just kind of getting out there. Right. And then we had the big dot com and, you know, all that stuff. So that was, you know, that was 20, 28 years ago, uh, 30 years ago. And so here mm-hmm. we are now. This I think this trend is going to move much faster I think we're going to look back. It's not going to take 28 years to look back and go, wow, remember when Web 3.0 came out and that metaverse thing? You know, I think it's going to be in a short amount of time <laughs> that that big stuff is going to happen and there's going to be some windfalls. You know, it's kind of like a lot of folks might all of a sudden win the lottery in a way if they've gotten in front and positioned themselves. So um, what, a, what a cool feeling to know that uh, – we might uh, be instrumental in helping people learn about uh, a tool, as Roxanne called it, and that's exactly what it is—a a tool to to help, you know. And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're about, Donnie. Right? We we want to help people uh, with their finances, and we want to yep. show them some things that we're doing because it's helping us. Again, it's not advice; it's just this is this is real life things that are going on, and there are projects out there. That uh, many projects. I mean, we're a part of a really cool one, and and you know have a few other altcoins here and there. But it's the projects that are going on. Man, there's going to be some really cool stuff coming down the pike. Yeah, sure. yeah. And can I throw in too? If if, if folks want some more information on this, on my website, hisfaithfulstewards.com, yep. there's a button there for some free trust information. All you have to do is hit that button fill out where to send it and send that off to me and I will send that off. It's no cost thing. Um, again, it's hisfaithfulstewards.com and just request the free trust info and, and I'll send it to you. And I'll list awesome. that on the uh, podcast description also so that they can reach out and do that. And uh, oh, one other thing I noticed is your book is I love your uh, uh, books tab on your website. Because I've read over half those books, so "Becoming Your Own Banker" by Nelson Nash. I had done that and have that in place. Rich Dad Cash Flow Quadrant. I read that. Richest Man in Babylon. I read that. Oh. Grow Rich. I ran that. Uh, <laughs> Second Chance with Your Money. Robert Kiyosaki. I ran. I read that. So there's only uh, three or four of these I haven't read that I'm going to have to read now. I see Nelson Nash also wrote. Warehouse of Wealth. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Le- leaders are readers. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> we learn from others. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Wow, this is cool. So so they can get, um, obviously, free information, and you guys are based in the United States. Uh, is yep. does this only a plot? Well, I guess if it came from Europe, King Henry VIII, uh, would this work for anyone anywhere in the world, or is this 
totally something we can take advantage of in the United States. Yeah, this was all created under federal law. So anyone in the United States can. It's not subject to state law, but it is federal law. So it doesn't cross, you know, international territory. Okay. So someone in another country, they would uh, have to kind of figure out how their their non-grantor irrevocable complex discretionary center of trust works for them in their country. Yeah. Yeah, they would I, have to figure out what works within their laws. Okay. Yeah, and then it also would benefit them if they own assets in uh, America too. So if they own real estate here, yeah. uh, ah. okay, then this would be a uh, plan. I saw that on your website. Yeah. Mm. So there's a potential for for some other plans. Well. We know yep. plenty of people here in the U.S. that uh, could probably uh, want to take advantage of this, and I'm I'm sure it's very affordable uh, and and worth it. Uh, you know, value is all in in the eye of the beholder, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, what do they say? Death and taxes are two things you can you can count on. Well, maybe uh, with this uh, trust, maybe it's just the death. and that we know that's coming for sure so uh you know how valuable uh would that be so that's uh that's outstanding i'm so glad you fit us in again and had time to share and uh my goodness it's uh uh, donnie we're going to have some conversation brother because i know we're we're teaming up on some projects some other projects so (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is something that all of us actually dread. But when you have this kind of conversation, it's actually a lot more fun. Uh, because one of the things I remember about this too is you get around the death tax also with this because it just keeps flowing on, and you don't ever uh, have to uh, uh, give it up. I guess is what you would say. Or, yeah, the control of it just moves to the next generation. Nobody dies. And so that you have this, it gets rid of all mm. your death tax. It does one additional thing that I, that's actually a recent learn that I didn't realize it even did. And that's that once it's been in place for five years, if somebody ends up going to long-term care, they don't end up having to spend down any asset that's inside of that trust before they can qualify for assistance with long-term care. So if the, everything you own is oh, inside us, you've gone five years, you end up in long-term care, you don't end up having to sell all those things to pay for it. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. 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 You know, we just experienced that with my wife's mother. There was issues and um, hmm, wow. Yeah. Something else you don't want to deal with, but as soon as that comes up, you certainly wish you had had this stuff in place. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's the another good. The first yeah. The government shows up immediately upon death. <laughs> <laughs> if they weren't there before. <laughs> With both hands mm-hmm. out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They aren't yeah. giving anything out there. Asking. I day even that when my mother passed away, sent me a letter saying they want me to pay back her the last year's Social Security payment. Uh, and the, and what they paid for her long-term care. 
and uh, and and there was no money. <laughs> it all went to long term care. Uh, went to the facility, oh. and uh, then I talked to the attorney. And he said, "I'll oh, just ignore that. There's nothing I can do. She's dead." <clears throat> but okay. <laughs> yeah, long. Okay, time. you're right. And you know, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to wrap it up, but. Uh, Roxanne, we would really appreciate you coming on and uh, coming back a second time, being our first legacy uh, uh, podcaster to join us twice. So that's that's exciting for us, and hope it was for you. Yeah, it was. Thanks for having me again. That was great. <laughs> good, good. And, uh, uh, and just always remember, if you want to earn 4.15% or more on your money, you should talk to one of us. That sounds awesome. <laughs> but that's not financial advice or anything about it. Just a fact. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, this is Crypto Donnie. And I think that, uh, Brandon, do you have a uh, uh, a short uh, motivational something to uh, close us out today <laughs> before we uh, uh, wrap up another podcast? Oh, I wish I was prepared for that. But I will... I will say this, this was just really funny that um, happened today with my brother. And I okay. love my brother. So, brother, if you ever listen to this, you know you know I love you. But uh, he cracks me up because we're having this conversation. He's like, oh, no, you know, I'm not getting into crypto. I'm not getting that Bitcoin. Bitcoin's going down. I just know it is. It's going down. <laughs> and I'm just like, do you read Anything else that's going on, you know, there's banks are getting involved, financial institutions are getting involved, countries are getting involved. There's so many things happening besides that one or two people that you may be listening to. So my advice would be to the listeners, you know, check the fruit on the tree, you know, go to the tree that bears good fruit, uh, do more due diligence. But uh, this, there's too many um big institutions that are investing in uh, Web 3.0 and Metaverse, which is all powered on the blockchain, which creates what? Cryptocurrency. So it's here <laughs> to stay. Yep. So uh, check it out, you know, find, do your due diligence, find some projects that, that you're excited about, something that's going to change the world, something that creates a need. And uh, jump on board with it, you know, put your toes in it, uh, learn it, get educated, and, uh, you know, enjoy the journey. So that's all I got. Crypto, or, or I'm sorry, Blockchain Brandon, over and out. Back to you, Crypto Donnie. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we hope you all have enjoyed it today. And once again, uh, Roxanne's information can be found at his Facebook steward.com or stewards with an s.com so be sure and check that out and reach out to her if there's uh, any questions you may have or if you want to look at that uh, spendthrift contract trust uh, concept and so until next time thank you from uh, crypto donnie and blockchain brandon Thanks, Roxanne. See you later. Appreciate you. Thank you, Roxanne. Yeah. Yeah, have a great day. Hope to visit very soon. Bye-bye. It sounds good. Bye.
This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>